Oh, so glad to hear it. Hello. Welcome to the Early Show Later podcast. I'm Karis. I'm Jeremy. And this is episode 48 of our podcast. Oh, we need a title. Yeah, we don't have one. I know I was thinking about that. Um, You know, we could go something like... uh, There's got to be a play on Jericho. What was that Bible story? The something of Jericho. The Uh, horns of Jericho? The trumpets of Jericho? The the sunken tire of Jericho? The sunken tire of Jericho. There we go. We did it! Hey! In real time on the podcast. I'm going to go get a COVID test after this. I feel a little bit of a cold coming on, but that oh. means you got to get a COVID test, right? Yeah, that's that's what it means. I'm sorry to hear that you're not uh, I woke feeling up well. And I was like, oh, I got a little tickle. But I've noticed as we've been on the show now, I've been like, I'm feeling it more and more. And then uh. I'm like, yeah! And back in the day, cold never bothered me. Still doesn't, but it now creates a... A ripple effect. A bureaucracy. Yes. <laughs> a bureaucratic event. It does. So anyway, I guess yeah. I'll get a COVID test, and then I will uh, sequester myself on an island, and we'll see yeah, what happens. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, I think I'm fine, but maybe you won't hear <laughs> me tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe and I, I just get disappeared after exactly. that. Exactly. Um, so, uh, with on that note, let's launch into a new World War II film that's on Netflix that I'm really liking. Yeah, I want to check this out. Maybe I'll uh, lay on the couch today and have some chicken soup and uh, 8,000 milligrams of vitamin C and watch this movie. I've got another World War II movie for you, Jeremy. I love them. Good morning. That was Mother Mother. The early show with Karis and Jeremy at 6.07. It's on Netflix, and I just found it yesterday or the day before, and I'm watching it in like 25-minute chunks, which when you're watching a really intense war film and you've only got like 20, 25 minutes to watch at a time, it's like, it's really left me hanging. It's really good. It's called The Forgotten Battle, and it's based in uh, the Netherlands, and it's right after, it's soon after D-Day. So it was as the Allied troops, you know, they'd landed in Normandy and then they were slowly pushing the Germans back. But one of the big things they had to do is they had to get a port because they needed to be able to get more troops in to continue pushing the Germans back. Supply chain issues. That's right, right? Supply chain problems. And so they needed to get um, a port. They needed Antwerp. And so they were sort of battling their way there. And uh, and they actually got the port, but then the land sort of leading up to the port was still controlled by the Germans. And so this movie is about the battle the of the Scheldt, which is sort of that stretch of land. And it's in mostly Dutch with overdub. And then there's also German in there. And then they subtitle the German with English, obviously, for those of us who are speaking English and need to watch the film. And then there's also actually just English because there are British uh, soldiers that are in the film as well. So it kind of focuses on a number, a few different people. And it's a lot to try and keep track of early on because it's like, 
okay, this is Dutch, but I'm getting it in English because it's overdub. And then there are subtitles that I'm reading. And then there's also just English coming at me. But it's a really great war movie. I'm really into it. So sorry, is it a dramatization or it's a documentary? No, it's a drama. It's, oh, okay. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. It's it's actors. It's drama. It's and really good. Like it kind of it made me feel like I'm watching Dunkirk. Kind oh, of. Oh, whoa. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's I guess really, that's a kind of similar vibe. Like protect the port the control the land okay. yeah it's and it's really well done i'm really into it like i i've watched two 25 minute installments you know i haven't finished it yet but i i can't wait i feel like there's gonna be lots more madness and mayhem here's a clip Now, people don't know this, but we subtitled that clip. But yeah, but you, it's the radio, so you, you yeah, couldn't. You read need it. the you need the special digital radio for that. The early show later with Karis and Jeremy. Everlong doing a her Foo Fighters doing a song called Everlong. Ooh, uh, you're listening to one hundred two seven The Peak. Good morning, it's the early show with Karis and Jeremy. Karis, I got another relic that I hope to one day acquire through gray market means. Okay, uh, is this a dinosaur bone? No, this is a good one. This is an ancient sword. Well, not ancient. An old sword. Really? Yes, check this out. A scuba diver was off the coast of Israel. Like a, They call it like an amateur scuba diver. Um, isn't that most scuba divers? Anyway, scuba diver is off the coast of Israel. It's in about five meter deep water, which is about as deep as I'm willing to go. Um, and discovers a crusader sword. Whoa. Full on looks like one of those two-handed, like, uh, you, did you watch Game of Thrones? You know, it's like, uh, you know, he's standing there and he's like, I'm Jon Snow and I'm going to stop you, Bolton. Uh, you know, and he's standing and the horses are coming at him. It looks like one of those swords. Whoa. I mean, and those, and those things are heavy. I don't yes. know how much they weigh, but it's they're looks not light. Exactly like that, but make it piratey with barnacles all over it. Like, it's like, whoa, it's legit. Whoa. So the guy scuba diving, he finds this sword. And uh, and they pull it up, and they're just like, man, this sword is dates back. Uh, what do they think? Crusades. They think it's about nine hundred years old. Ooh! And I'm just like, why? Like, I want this to happen to me so badly. You know what I mean? Like, every day I read the news, they're just like, I want to discover treasure. Oh, I discovered an ancient, uh, you know, drawing in a cave. And I went scuba diving, and I discovered a tire. And I was like, is this an ancient tire from our colonial past? And it was like, no, it's from our colonial present. It wasn't even an old tire. You know what? Don't, why don't, why let other people decide what is valuable? You decide, you find that tire. If that tire is valuable to you, you put that in your house. You put that on your mantelpiece, Jeremy. Don't let the rest of the world decide that for you. I want to come see all of your old barnacle tires and boots spread around your house. This is Michelin. 2008. The early show later with Karis and Jeremy. Oh, I love that song. Alabama Shakes on 1027 The Peak. Good morning. It's the early show with Karis and Jeremy, 734. The huge chunk of land that is in Jericho, uh, it's on the west side of Vancouver. It's a really, it's massive. It's like 90 acres or something like that. It's a huge piece of land. If you know where 4th and Alma is, 
It's not far from there. It's kind of up up the beach a little bit from Jericho Beach, Spanish Banks area. And it, for a while, they've been trying to decide, you know, what, what do we do with this land? And so uh, the city uh, has come up with a development plan, which would mean that 18,000 people could be living in this section that right now is a lot of it is kind of empty. There's a private school there. It used to be like a military base. Like I remember when I was a kid, there were lots of there was like military buildings and small houses that military families would live in. And there was also just a lot of open space. I remember we kind of cut through there to get to the beach. Oh, nice. And so there and the the proposal is that they're going to build yeah towers some low buildings. Oh, yeah. People on the west side of Vancouver love all that. <laughs> well, I can't wait to be in that city council meeting. Yeah, well, uh, they should because it's a huge chunk of land. It would make sense. It would also make sense for the SkyTrain to go from Arbutus, where it currently stops, to, to go through there all the way to UBC. Whoa! That would also make sense. Makes way too much sense. Yeah. The big thing that, for me, having grown up around that general vicinity that I hope, and apparently it looks like this plan is going to keep, is the Toboggan Hill. (laughs) There's this killer Toboggan Hill. It's right sort of in the, I guess, the western, southwestern corner of that chunk. It's Exceptional. Now, there are trees, and you have to be very careful not to hit the trees because it is such a steep hill, and it is so long that if you get going on the wrong trajectory, you smash right into a tree, and that's a bad scene. But as long as you avoid the trees, and there's a fair bit of open space, it is an amazing toboggan hill. As soon as there was snow, that's where you would go. If you lived anywhere in the general vicinity, you go to Jericho Hill. It was Outstanding. I think it would be incredible if they build an 18,000 person little mini community within the city, but they preserve, like it's all built around the hill. Yes. And it's just like, this is the great Vancouver Jericho Toboggan Hill for the times every three or four years where it snows at sea level. (laughs) That is where everyone goes. (laughs) The early show later with Karis and Jeremy. I love it. Nathaniel Rayleigh from the Night Sweat song is called Survivor. Good morning. You're listening to The Early Show with Karis and Jeremy at uh, uh, almost 7.50 in the morning. Rain's back. Rain's going to be with us for a few days. Ooh. Let it wrap around you like a warm, cold, wet, damp blanket. Yes. Enjoy this moisture. Let it seep deep into your pores because, you know, you can fight it, but it's there. Man, the rain is nuts because uh, I took the kids hiking to uh, Lower Falls Trail uh, in uh, Golnears on the weekend. Yeah. Right? Bonkers. The water was bonkers. My kids, bless them, and I think I'm a good dad most of the time, but the water's so loud. I'm walking. The four-year-old's behind me. The four-year-old's not behind me. I was like, what? Oh, I turn around. That's scary. My heart's beating like 8,000 miles an hour. My kid is standing not like at the edge of the river. Because the trail is up a bit from it, but standing there just like looking at the majestic wild river, like pouring water. Uh, and I was like, oh my God, come on, kid. And I was like, I'm the worst dad ever. But anyway, no harm, no foul. We go see the waterfall, which is uh, is beyond like a water park. Like, it, I don't know how to explain it. It's, it's just, just <laughs> we walked in the pouring rain to get to the mist. 
<laughs> and then just got covered in water at the waterfall. It was incredible. But man, that river in Golden Ears. Oh, yeah. Out of control. Yeah. I mean, and you fall in there and your chance of You're survival. Done. You're is, done. Yeah, You're done. that's it. Right. So earlier this month, there were some friends enjoying a hike at that very place. Lower Falls Trail, a Golden Ears Provincial Park. And there were there were uh, there was a guy, maybe one or two that were kind of stuck down a rock, like right near this raging River. Ridiculous. You could tell it's raging. Yeah, exactly. So somehow they get down there and it's very dangerous. And so this group of friends is like, hey, you know, can you help? Call 911. And so. No cell phone back there. Well, so I guess rescuers were apparently on the way. So nice. somebody had got in touch with the rescue people. So they were on their way. But as they were doing that, these group of friends, ingenious, unwrapped the, to their turbans tied them together along with jackets and they created a rope down to these guys who were stranded and and pulled them to safety with their turbans that is like some south asian macgyver business right there that's incredible yeah and then they're walking out and then in comes the the trail guys like hey guys we we got it yeah don't (laughs) Peace. Don't worry. We've already done it. The early show later with Karis and Jeremy. Bye. Neat. We did it. That's right. What do we call this one again? This is the sunken tire of Jericho. Oh, I like the title. <laughs> and I'm sure there are lots of tires off Jericho Beach too. I mean, maybe not lots, but they're there. You know, if you were if you were to, the problem is it's so shallow for so long right off Jericho Beach. You'd have to go way out into English Bay to actually get deep enough where there might be a tire. I know, but that's the amount of depth that I'm comfortable with. Yeah, I do remember uh, when I went scuba diving. I didn't sit on the tire. I remember one time sitting on a rock, like it was a park bench underwater, and just being like, "This is a surreal experience." That's so wild. Yeah, it's a rock, rock cod, ling cod, and uh, and that's it. No, cre- no creatures of the deep? No, I want to see an octopus so bad. I'm, oh! I'm both frightened of the octopus, but also intrigued. Yes. Like, that's a creature, an alien spacecraft that landed on Earth and just stayed living here because it is not of this planet. Smart like a cat. And slithery like a snake. I know. Mm. Mini snake. Ah, man, it looks wild. Octopus is wild. I want to see one in the wild. When I signed up for scuba diving, I was—I even said to the instructor, it's like, I have one mission statement. They even, so that was off Dallas Road where I found the tire. Uh, but they took us to another part, I think 10, 10 mile point, I think. It was a scuba diving place over by the mansions over in Saanich. And we went out there because the guy was like, there are octopus here. Oh, Still didn't see one. no, really? Yeah. Uh. I was not the most, like, a greatest scuba diver. I was just like trying to get through it. And not die. You that know what? My, that was my mission statement, aside from seeing an octopus. But I was more interested in not dying. So I didn't go too hot. You know, I was like, maybe there's one down that way. I'm saying, I ain't swimming that. Can't see the bottom. Yeah. Well, and you got to go into those deep corners. And you also have to cover yourself in octopus nip. You know, because the, the octopus can smell the, the pussy nip. And when they can smell it on you, they come. The pussy nip? I don't know. It's like catnip, but for octopuses. I don't know. Listen, I don't make this stuff up. This is just, this is, you know, <laughs> this is Sea Creatures 101, Jeremy. Yes, we're talking about sea creatures. <laughs> we totally are. Yes, that was, I'm like, okay, cool. Uh, <laughs> did anyone claim uh, the chips? <laughs> 
Okay, so that's a show. If you want to get in touch with us, and claim you the can. chips. <laughs> <laughs> you can always uh, send us a tweet at Jeremy underscore Baker or at Karis. C-H-A-R-I-S Hog H-O-G-G Tell me where to find the octopus in the wild Yeah Jeremy needs this information And uh, you can also listen to our live radio program From 6am to 10am on 1027 The Peak in Vancouver I should see if I still have my Patty license Do you know. have it on you? Like on your, I used to in your carry it because I used to find Because it's like I was the oh, I don't know if I have it in my wallet I used to carry it with me all the time. Even I do still have it. Can I see it? Does it have your picture on it? Fuck yeah! Are you wearing what, Jeremy? You are a twelve-year-old. I'm a child. You are man grown in that picture. How old are you in this picture? Twenty-six. Wow. No, twenty-three probably. Okay, that makes a little more sense. Does it say on the thing what year? Uh, oh, certified date. Would that be it? Sure. Two thousand five. I'm twenty-five. Wow. Wow. Does that fire? I don't know. <laughs> I wouldn't trust me to check your scuba d- gear when you're doing your safety check before going under. That's uh, great. On the back, it's got a picture of a dolphin, not an octopus. Maybe that's your problem. Yeah, right. You should switch it for the but octopus I keep it card. with me just in case, uh, you know, James Bond's like, I need one person with a scuba dive to come with me on this mission. I'm like, I'm certified, James. It's right here. I'm certified. That's cool. You know uh, what I have in my wallet that's totally old? It's just I have old coffee cards from coffee places that e- either don't exist anymore or in cities that I don't live in anymore. And I just, for some reason, I, I don't get lazy rid of them. or do they mean something now? Lazy. <laughs> I, just, I just really need to go through my wallet and get rid of that stuff. I just never do. I keep my patty license just <laughs> Case. And yeah. also, sometimes I think I'm in a tourist location and they offer scuba diving and it looks like actually fun. Like, we're going to see a hammerhead shark, which I'm terrified of. But I'm also like, I'm in. Uh, I don't want to have to do the training in the pool again. And so you're going to dust off your 2005. Blow the dust off. And- <laughs> Still valid? And they're going to look at you and say, is this your son? I'm sorry. Who? What? I, You know, depending the country. I mean, they just might be like, good enough. Yeah, could Visa be. Visa doesn't be. bounce. Get in the water. Totally. And I'll be like, hell yeah. Once again, I would not trust me at all with your scuba. <laughs> me and you are going scuba diving together. Do not let me check your gear. I'm like, I see <laughs> tubes. You got goggles? Probably we're fine. I'm never scuba diving with you, ever. The Benz to me is a Radiohead's album. Mm, perfect. Cool. Bye. All right. See ya. Nothing can kill the grimace. All right. We're done here.